Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 74 for Saturday, February 12th, 2011. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. On this episode of the podcast, my guest is Weimar Waltert from the band Molotov Brass Orchestra, based in Switzerland. I've become a big fan of Molotov Brass Orchestra. They have a great sound, and they combine klezmer, Balkan, and some Swiss folk music as well. It's a very interesting sound. The album is fantastic. The album is a self-titled Molotov Brass Orchestra. We'll listen to a track from the album a little bit later, but right now we'll get to the interview with Reimar Walthart from Molotov Brass Orchestra. This was recorded on April 29th, 2010. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast, and I'm very happy to have Reimar Waltart from uh, Switzerland and the Molotov Brass Orchestra visiting with us today. Uh, hello, uh, Reimar. How are you? Hello, Keith. I'm fine. <laughs> very nice to speak to you finally. We've been uh, emailing back and forth quite a bit over the last month or so, and uh, been enjoying listening to your CD uh, from Molotov Brass Orchestra. So um, tell me a little bit about uh, your music background and how you got interested in, in playing uh, the, the folk music with the klezmer and the Swiss and uh, Balkan style. Uh, well, my music background, uh, you know, in Switzerland, we all have these carnival bands um, coming from the canton of Lucerne and uh um, my dad told me then when I was a child that he always had to follow all the carnival bands um, because I wanted to listen to them and um, so I ended up playing a brass instrument and uh, I was playing quite a bit in brass bands like the British kind of brass bands we have a lot of them here in Switzerland and I ended up actually uh, studying music at the end and uh, well, that's my musical background. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So uh, I imagine you grew up playing uh, many different styles then. Uh, I have so, yes, <laughs> indeed, yes. So, uh, well, first, uh, in, in all the brass bands, um, we played rather classical things. Then I was in the Swiss Army Band, which was a concert band, actually, but uh, in a... We did all kind of uh, uh, entertain, entertaining music. Uh, we had also some strings together playing with that. So it's more like a studio orchestra. And uh, then I always also play in orchestras, playing the tuba sometimes. Wow, very good. So uh, you've done a lot of things already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. So, um, how did you get the idea for, for Molotov Brass Orchestra and, and how did you form the band? Uh, well, that's a, that's an old story actually, because, um, uh, I mean, I played mostly classical music and, uh, but I enjoy listening to, uh, other music, rock music as well. Um, I was a lot at, uh, open air concerts, uh, of which we have, uh, a whole lot in Switzerland. So, uh, once I thought, well, 
I'd like to play at an open air concert once. And playing the euphonium, this is not uh, very easy because uh, there's not many rock bands with euphoniums in it. So uh, um, this was my initial problem, actually. And uh, I ended up listening to some ska bands from France. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, I discovered this uh, gypsy music coming from the East. And uh, when I discovered that, I knew uh, that's what, I'm, what's, what I want to do. So uh, I looked... Uh, uh, to for some other people who had the same idea, and we uh, invented the Molotov Brass Orchestra. Then, wow, very good. So I I, I know there's uh, some some of this music is beginning to get more popular in Switzerland. I've I've been seeing that there are some other groups as well. Yes, there are. Uh, I think there's uh, more and more of those groups. There's another one place in Bern. They actually uh, were uh, kind of angry at us uh, last time because they thought we were copying them. Uh, but then we noticed that uh, actually uh, we existed uh, before them. So <laughs> it's rather than copying <laughs> us. But uh, no, I don't think anybody's copying anybody. It's just uh, it's uh, becoming more and more popular at the moment. So uh, that's the reason actually we were looking for the same thing at the same time. Right. Well, so tell me about uh, the instrumentation you use in the band and, and who uh, the band members are. Okay, so there's uh, two trumpets. Um, there's uh, Gregor Kurczak. Well, this is a really Yugoslavian name. He's uh, he's from uh, Slovenia originally. He he was born in Switzerland, uh, but his dad he's a Slovenian trumpet player. Uh, but he's not playing that kind of music. He's playing Oberkreiner uh, music, which is uh, typically uh, typical for uh, Slovenia and uh, Austria actually. And then um, we have uh, Bernhard Jörg, uh, who's originally Swiss. And uh, my uh, <clears throat> fellow baritone player Jan Müller, uh, who I who I know, <clears throat> who I know for who I've been knowing for a long time. Then we have uh, Tobias Zwier, the tuba player, and Marianne Graver for the drums. So the only girl in the band, and that's the drummer. It's the drummer, yes. That's great. <laughs> Um, we have, uh, at Clez Canada, uh, we go every year, they have, a a, a group of, uh, women drummers that, uh, the, the group is called, uh, Girls Can't Play Drums, but it's oh, really? all, all, all girl, uh, drum group. So it's, uh, it's always fun. Yeah. She, she told me she actually had a hard time, uh, being a drummer because of all, all her, uh, all the male drummers just, uh, kind of smiled at her. And until she won, uh, a competition that the biggest drummer competition in Switzerland. So, uh, see, she, she's, she said she, she won that. So the other ones had to shut up. <laughs> well, good for her. That's great. Yeah, I think so. And it, it, it sounds great on the, uh, on the CD too. So, um, tell her she's doing a good job. Uh, I will. <laughs> so already did, and I will again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the music um, I, I see you, on the CD, you have uh, many uh, traditional songs, but you have some um, what seem to be uh, original songs. Uh, I see one that's maybe uh, you wrote yourself. 
Uh, yes, that's fun. Yeah, and then uh, well, we we actually try to do not to copy too much the 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 original bands. Well, well we took some uh, we took some songs from them. Uh, not some, uh, most of the songs are actually taken from them. But uh, already the drums is uh, is our own style. It's more like a ska in the drums, and then uh, we actually tried to put. Uh, uh, to give the Swiss thing into it, so we actually tried to uh, find some Swiss songs that would uh, match together with those uh, uh, Eastern European songs, and uh, those uh, were a couple. Of, well, for example, uh, this Lioba thing, which is a, which is an old uh, traditional Alphorn tune from Switzerland, and then there's Gukisberg Lied, which uh, actually has been sung by the French uh, by the Swiss mercenaries in France in the uh, in the 16th century or so, which is a very old Swiss song. It's uh, very beautiful. And we just uh, kind of uh, tried to play that and to adapt it to the Eastern European style. So uh, we did kind of a crossover between the styles. Right. I was going to ask you about the uh, Lioba song with the, the, the sound of the uh, Alphorns because it when I hear it, it sounds like you're almost playing the alphorns and the intervals i guess are the same that you can get from a from a real alphorn right yeah it is actually a real alphorn we use on that song oh you do okay i didn't yeah. i didn't see that i well, thought you were playing your brass instruments to to sound like the alphorn but no no it, it's uh, it's uh, well it's uh, actually combined when we we're playing in the duo uh, i'm playing the helicon and Jan is playing the alphorn at the same time i so see it's a combination of the two Okay, so that's why it sounds uh, pretty authentic to me, because <laughs> it yeah. really is. It's the real one. Yeah, it is. This one is. <laughs> well, that's terrific. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a chance to uh, play a little bit of that uh, a little bit later on. Um, mm. But uh, I, I want to ask you about the. You have what seem to be two of the klezmer tunes on the album. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, how did you uh, choose to include those um, with all of the other Swiss and other folk songs that you're playing? Uh, well, actually, for me, um, I think there's not a big difference between the Klezmer and, uh, and the Eastern European Gypsy songs. Uh, you have on your uh, Facebook profile, I've seen you've marked uh, the, this movie. Uh, I think it's, I don't know the English title, uh, maybe Drain of Hope or something like that, where there's a Klezmer group and the Gypsy group playing at the same time. Oh, yes, I just found that recently. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I know the whole movie, and uh, I think it's a great movie, actually. But um, the thing is that actually those those songs were around in the East, and uh, just... Uh, the Jews adapted them, them and the uh, Gypsies adapted them. And, uh, well, sometimes they even played the same, uh, the same songs. Uh, I once heard that actually in, uh, in older ages, uh, the, the Jews invented, um, invited the Gypsies to play at their weddings. Uh, but they stopped because the Gypsies would not only play, but they also took all the... Uh, took all uh, knives and forks with them, so uh, they started to have their own musicians. That's what I heard. <laughs> and um, the, the Jews uh, 
could uh, afford themselves uh, instruments like the clarinet and the violin, which the gypsy could not always. And uh, well, I think also uh, I've heard this other story that uh, this all this Balkan brass um, style was actually invented when the gypsies started to play on the brass instruments, and those brass instruments were left in the in the east when. Uh, Austria collapsed uh, after the First World War, so uh, that's what I heard. I don't know whether it's true or not. <laughs> okay, and uh, but the songs are, are all, uh, you know, uh, somewhat distinctive. I think you, you've made some good arrangements and, and made it fit with your uh, band very nicely. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was the goal of it. Yeah. And actually, uh, well, I think those two songs, um, I yeah, I've heard them in Poland first. I was in I was in uh, uh, in Krakow uh, some years ago, and uh, we were there in the in the old Jewish part of the city, and uh, we heard this klezmer band play them, and uh, which was a, a really great band, and. Uh, I've heard two songs of, uh, from there. And uh, the thing is, actually, this Klesman band played also uh, Aideyano, which is, a, on the other hand, is a Serbian tune. So uh, they did the, the same thing the other way around. Right. That's the, the fun of all this is uh, everything goes back and forth. It gets mixed. It, it, mm-hmm. One tune with different backgrounds, different, different uh, rhythms. So... It's uh, always interesting to see what people come up with with to get a new idea on even the same song that that you might hear over many times from different bands. It, it always sounds uh, different. Yeah, I think it's it's like uh, like the jazz standards actually. And I I wanted to ask you also because in the see if I can say it the 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 last one the the Googlesburg, uh lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, that one sounds the most uh, maybe classical to me. Um, just the the way the the, the horns with no, uh, no not much percussion there. But at the end, it, you end it with a kind of a American style uh, blues jazz thing that kind of just appears from nowhere. Um, how did you decide to put that on there? Hmm. <laughs> is it- Good question. Uh, well, this was just. Uh, I thought it would fit. <laughs> it does very, very nicely, but it, it it's um, so different from the rest of the of the uh, the song. So it it's uh, it's very cool. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. it's hard for me actually to tell whether it's uh, very different or not because, well, I'm just use them for me it's not different but uh, it's interesting to hear that opinion now <laughs> yeah so um anyway so uh have you been uh uh touring around with the band or or have you been uh playing the cd on the radio how, how is uh, are people finding out uh, about your band and about uh, your cd um well uh, we tried to get on the radio. We have uh, we have already got on some radios. Uh, what's funny, actually, is that, you know, in Switzerland, you have uh, 
different uh, parts of the country with different languages. And the thing is actually that uh, we're all from the Swiss, uh, well, the Swiss German part of Switzerland. So we all talk actually German. And uh, so far I have given three interviews in English, uh, one in French, none in German. <laughs> What's what's what the with German people? They should be uh, trying to get you too. Yeah, I, th- I think Germany is very is is actually very interested. So we actually we try to get something in Germany. Uh, with uh, we're looking with Marco to get uh, to uh, to the Netherlands in summer. Oh, that would be and good. This, yeah, and uh, the southern part of Germany, which is a, a, a day trip from uh, where we live, uh, would also be within the reach for so just for do some doing some gigs. the The thing is, actually, we we have to wait for school holidays to uh, go on tours because, uh, well, we, at the moment we're all quite busy uh, teaching and uh, studying. At the same time, so uh, we can't really go on tours during the rest of the year, but uh, maybe that will change. We don't know. Right. So you try to play some festivals or, or do you play some clubs too? Or, or what sorts of places uh, uh, do you play? Um, actually, uh, wherever, wherever we can. <laughs> um, we also do uh, quite a couple of street performances because this is uh, always a great commercial. So uh, you get in touch with uh, people who listen to you. Uh, they hear something like that for the first time. They're all quite interested. Uh, sometimes they buy a CD or uh, they uh, ask us for a, for a concert. Something like that. So there's also uh, companies who uh, have their like annual meetings or something like that. Uh, we uh, we played for the retirements at, uh, of the chief doctor at the hospital. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, in summer, we will go to England also to the uh, Brass Durham International Festival. We played at a at thing called Streets of Brass for two days. So for a weekend uh, on the 3rd and 4th of July. So we go to a trip on Durham. We've been there last year and uh, we're quite looking forward to it because uh, it's such a nice city and uh, so nice people and a great festival up there. Good. And uh, so uh, how did you uh, decide on, on your band's name from the Molotov Brass Orchestra? Well, this was uh, Greg's idea. So uh, we were just, uh, well, once once we had the band, uh, we were kind of uh, undecided how to call it. <laughs> and we, we already did the first gig and uh, we didn't have a name. And uh, we thought, well, we should have one. So uh, suddenly Greg came up with this name and uh, we thought, well, that's a good idea. So he, he thought, you know, you know, the Molotov cocktail and, uh, you know, this band is going to hit everybody like a bomb. So it's <laughs> <laughs> idea. Okay, that, that's what I was thinking, but I don't know. Maybe there's uh, somebody from a place called Molotov. I don't know. But uh, uh, no. because it, it didn't seem uh, very Swiss to me. So <laughs> I thought I would ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, if people want to find uh, more information about your band or uh, find the CD or, or download the songs from it, uh, how can they find more information? 
Um, well, there's uh, our homepage. It's called uh, brassorchestra.ch. Uh, brass, like brass, and orchestar, not orchestra. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> orchestar. And uh, you'll find it there. Though. So I think when you go on the on the page, it will be on German first. But uh, on the right hand side, on the top, there's this little uh, union check. And if you <laughs> click on that, uh, the page is turned into English, and uh, you get all the information you want there. And we're also on Facebook and uh, MySpace and wherever you want to. Okay, very good. Well, uh, uh, we're going to listen to uh, a couple of things from the CD in, in just a moment, but I uh, wanted to thank you very much for uh, joining me on the podcast today or this evening uh, where you are and uh, wish you uh, much success with the band. Thank you.
Electromorocco and you are listening to ClaysmerPodcast.com Claysmer but not always Claysmer Alright I'm back That was my interview with Reimar Waltert from Malta Brass Orchestra and the track we heard from their self-titled album was a medley of Beim Rebens Suda and Galicianischer Tots I'd very much like to thank Reimar for appearing on the podcast on this episode. And also a uh, big thank you to WM Recordings for providing the track for us to listen to. Once again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to have your music played or appear on the podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released CD you would like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. You can also find me on MySpace, Facebook, Last.fm, Twitter, and Skype at username klezmerpodcast. And as a reminder, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. Well, that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 74. Thanks again for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time... Bye for now.